Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Hello, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I am your host, Advanced Sommelier, Christopher Chan, your uh, weekend wine guy and your Commodore of cocktails. Hey, thanks for spending Saturday night with me right here in 570 KVI. We're here every Saturday night, 6 o'clock to 7. And of course, if you ever miss a show, which uh, I know life happens, check us out on the web. It's happyhourradio.net. We've got about 150 shows on there, so you can share with your friends. And, um, well, you can learn something while you're, well, doing the dishes or uh, perhaps reading in the background or just put one on uh, while you're driving. So it's always good stuff. Learn all about the the world of wine, beer, spirits, cider, food, and uh, education. And today I've got two fantastic guests. Uh, A longtime friend, Chris Zimmerman, who is uh, an Italian wine expert, and he's got a, a brand new gig working with uh, a master sommelier out of Colorado, Bobby Stuckey. Uh, Chris is uh, representing Scarpetta Wines, and uh, a brand new friend, um, a recent newbie to the world of wine making, uh, Kasia Kim is in studio here. We're going to talk about her very first vintage and, uh, well, her road to uh, her road to Woodenville, I guess it would be. Um, but I want to let you know, hey, I was just in South Africa recently, and uh, if you haven't had South African wines, you got to try them. Um, it's an amazing place. In fact, save up your dough, save up your miles so you can go to South Africa, Alaska Airlines. You can trade those miles into Emirates and fly business class, and that's the way to go. Um, South Africa is a beautiful place, fantastic wines. Went to Franschhoek and Hermanus and Stellenbosch and Durban and Cape Town. Um, and I'll be uh, posting some interviews on the website from uh, my trips down there. And most recently, of course, uh, hope you had a great time at the Holiday Wine Fest, which took place uh, a couple weeks ago. It was uh, the 12th and 13th. 13th um, over at the Exhibition Hall, Seattle Center, 90, 90 vendors and 1,200 plus people had a great time and uh, sounds like everybody got home safely. And finally, uh, just this last week was SOMCON, Sommelier Conference down in San Diego. It was two and a half days put on by Master Sommeliers and uh, um, a fantastic experience. If you ever have a chance to, you want to take a trip, well, what's great about San Diego is it's sunny. And uh, in November, it's a good place to find some sun. San Diego SOMCON is uh, a really well-done um, program of symposiums, tastings, education, and lots of networking. So if you want to learn more about the world of uh, wine and sommeliers, check out SOMCON. Or uh, save the date for July. July here in Seattle is SOM Summit. I'll tell you more about that in the upcoming future. But right now, I want to invite, uh, welcome, Kasia Kim. Welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm all amped up on this Saturday night. I got, right. I got a bunch going on. I'm really excited about it. It's been a while. It seems like I've been in the studio. So, uh, Kasia Kim, you have a little accent. Um, tell me about your heritage. I'm originally from Poland. I um, was born and raised and went to school in Poland and came here about 19 years ago. 19 years ago. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we always love accents on, on Happy Hour Radio. <laughs> it makes us uh, sound very sophisticated. And um, how did you fall? Did, were you drinking wine in Poland or were you drinking vodka? There's no wine in Poland, really. It's just <laughs> vodka and beer. So I grew up on vodka. Um, uh, recently, there's actually um, a little bit of wine growing and starting winemaking in Poland. So that would be fun to check out. But 
it's really just vodka and beer. Well, let's see. I think global climate change is a great thing. We're going to have wine in Poland someday. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we won't have any polar bears, but uh, that's another thing. So um, you came to the States uh, 19 years ago? That's right. 19 years ago. It was July 7, 97. And um, I studied for a little bit. And wow. 777. 7797. That's it. That was my lucky day. Interesting. Yeah. You should have been in Vegas. Right. Funny how the Chinese like eight eight eight, but things uh, <laughs> like seven. <laughs> well, great. And so, did you find wine right away in Washington? Even though in ninety seven we probably had three hundred, four hundred wineries back then. No, I live a little bit in New York, and then I live in Oregon, um, and then for about a year. So then I moved to Washington, and um, no, I didn't. I drink a lot of wine, and there wasn't really nothing good. I wasn't very <laughs> wine sophisticated back then. Um, I work in um, legal field for many, many years, and and then I start drinking and enjoying and more <laughs> drinking, and then um, I just decided I, I want to do it. I want to learn more, and I start working in the tasting rooms, just pouring wine and working weekends, all the basic jobs, and start working in a um, with Crush and Harvest and all the stuff and learn and learn more. And one day I said, I'm going to do it on my own. I wake up 2 o'clock in the morning. I felt like a crazy dream, but I'm going to do it. And I just did it. Wow. So the legal field uh, started you, led you to drinking. Is that what I heard? <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> um, and so what, uh, you were in Woodenville. Did you try wine in New York and in Oregon? Because they are, those are two states that produce a lot of wine for, uh, in, in America. No, I was, still, I was still fresh coming from Poland, and I was still kind of um, beer drinker and mixed drink drinker. Not until Was I came to Washington, I started really um, learning more about wine and enjoying wine and and did you, did you, uh, you probably worked in Woodenville with the tasting rooms, I imagine. There weren't mm -hmm. many down anywhere else, actually, on this side yep. of the States. No, just started working in, a, in a Woodenville and every single weekend. And then I uh, stopped working in a legal field and I went to full time and, um, in the tasting rooms. And that's kind of what I did for, for years until I just recently um, quit and start doing my own and 100% of the time, yeah. Well, I speak with Kasia Kim, who has a brand new winery called Kasia, and you're located in Woodenville, correct? Yes, my production is Woodenville. Um, it's in Monroe, and um, the tasting rooms just recently opened. Um, it's in downtown Snohomish. Oh, wow. Yes. Downtown Snohomish. That's mm -hmm. a cute little place. It's an awesome place, uh, and uh, it's a cute little tasting room with a really um, original concept, and, and then just uh, the whole feeling of the tasting room is very original nothing you can find in the woodenville so i <laughs> i would really um i'm picturing i'm picturing a saloon for some reason it seems nope. like all the buildings <laughs> up there are old saloons and snow nope. yeah well my, my is very different so i if you can still buy a Please do. All yeah. right. And it's in Snohomish. And uh, it's just called, what, what's a website we can find your tasting room? It's kashawinery.com. Kasha, K-A-S-I-A winery.com. That's, that's correct. Excellent. So um, you worked in a couple tasting rooms up in Woodville. Uh, one was uh, William Church. And the other said Mark Ryan. Yes. And um, did he, he gave you some opportunities to get your hands pink or purple? Um, I did a little bit there. I volunteer in many different local wineries um, and just just made a lot of good friends and, and people that um, were okay with me asking 15,000 questions <laughs> all the time. And um, and um, I, I feel like if it wasn't for um, all these wonderful winemakers in Woodenville that are so um, happy to help, 
um, it would I wouldn't be here where I am. A lot of camaraderie here. We've got a great uh, a spirit of community, especially in Woodville, where there's 125 wineries now. Yes. And uh, um, so you were first bonded in 2013, 2014. Uh, I was bonded in 2014. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the first grapes you crushed and the wines you made. Where did you source your grapes, and what wines did you make? Um, I made my very favorite varietal, which is Syrah. Um, all my 100 percent of all my grapes come from Red Mountain. Um, they come from Red Heaven Vineyard on Red Mountain. Um, and, um, yeah, so I have a Syrah. That's the first. Um, it's about um, all made in the French barrels, uh, about 30% new French oak. And um, I recently, I, my f- following year, I did um, move into Malbec, my second favorite varietal. And I have a rosé as well. So, and... Um, another red blend coming up, so they'll be. You like the big dark grapes, huh? I the big do. dark fruit I flavors. I love it, yes. Especially coming from Red Mountain. Um, so the first wine, this is the first wine you made, the 2014 Red Mountain or Red Heaven Syrah. What's it called? It's called Open Highway. Open Highway, not Open Container. No, <laughs> no, no. Open Highway. It's from. Um, it's from. It comes from a Bon Jovi song, which is one of my favorite artists. I'm a very 80s person. So. Me too. Yeah. All right. I like that. Well, um, what drew you to Syrah? Obviously, uh, Syrah was relatively new to Washington State. I think uh, Red Willow Vineyard might have been the first planted by David Lake back in the day. It was about 1990. Actually, it was 80-something. So, But Syrah, in 2005, boom, Syrah was the new, we were the new blessed capital, according to the spectator. And we've done a lot of Syrah. Um, of course, we've kind of learned along the way. I think we were making Syrah about like Cabernet Sauvignon for a long time, putting in too much oak and, and not allowing the fruit to express itself. What Syrahs did you like, and how did you find your inspiration for this particular wine? Well, I um, I drink, like I said, I drink a lot of different wines, and Syrah was always something that I love. And it's just different different winemakers, different um, vineyards, but it's, it's always Syrah that really got me, got me going. So um, my approach to winemaking is really, really minimalistic. I don't want to mess with the wine too much. I just do what I have to do to make it good, but um, I really want the vineyard to the terroir to really speak and the the fruit to show and, um, you know, just a little bit of the new French oak and just to give it a character. But other than this, I try not to. Interesting. Do you drink Shiraz or did you drink Northern Rhone Syrah or Um, California? I I did drink a bunch of, I love um, Italian wines. I really do. I love, um, and I love... um, Washington wines, uh, California, um, I do, but I I tend to go either European or, or Washington. Okay, well <laughs> we're sorry. the best of both worlds, aren't we? You got the European structure and the, and the New World fruit. Yes, excellent. So this Open Road, the 2014 vintage. Highway. I'm sorry, Open <laughs> Highway. Yes, uh, forgive me. There's another winery called Open Road. It is, yes, <laughs> and yes. it's a neighbor of mine. Um, uh, so I'm tasting this, and this fruit is very generous. Um, the acid seems to be very well balanced. And I think one of the challenges, in my opinion, from, from my short winemaking career is understanding how to balance some very ripe fruit that comes from Red Mountain. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't seem like it's been corrected much at all. No, it's not. I Like I said, I try not to. Um, there's nothing really nothing done to it other than you crash you make the wine and just let it rest <laughs> that easy that easy hey everybody really... there you go there's the there's the two thousand dollar tutorial <laughs> <laughs> get some grapes and uh, let the yeast roll mm-hmm. um fantastic so how many barrels two barrels three barrels uh my first vintage was um three 
Three and a half. Three and a half barrels. Three and a half, yes. All right. Yeah. That's a good manageable quantity. <laughs> and apparently you're sold out? Almost. I Almost. still have a little I still have a little bit. I wanted to save for my tasting room Fantastic. that just opened, so I still have some for sale, yeah. Cashawinery.com. And I'm tasting the taste of the twenty fifteen vintage. This is um this tastes a little more ripe than the fourteen. It's just it's, it was a, like I said, it was a different, little different vintage, and I got from, and it was a different clone as well. Okay. I got a different clone for the fifteen. Both yummy. Thank you. Um, well done. Congratulations. Uh, you know, for not, that's really, it's all made in the vineyard, and we just are the stewards, the winemakers are the stewards to make sure the fruit shows as well as it can. Absolutely. Uh, so your tasting room hours are. My tasting hours are twelve to five. Most of the, it's about five days a week. Like I just opened, so it's still kind of going up and down. And for the um, holiday month, we'll be open a um, little bit longer hours, but it's five days a week. Um, close on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So if you need to get a, uh, a sip on a Monday, pop on in. That's if you it. got Sundays, Mondays off. Yeah. Uh, that's great. And uh, so basically, you just have the one wine to taste, or you're going to taste pour some barrel, barrel samples as well. I saved some rosé for the same particular reason, and oh. the other reason is I love I love rosé on Thanksgiving, and I love rosé ah, on Christmas. So excellent. I don't think rosé is just for summer. Um, so I still have some rosé saved and I'm ready to to be enjoyed as well. Did you ever have turkey in Poland? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. And I didn't have a turkey either on Thanksgiving. I had ham. You had ham? I had ham this year, You yeah. have turkey on Easter then? Um, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I tried to, co- I tried to um, stay keep a little bit of a Polish tradition. So, oh, yeah. very yeah. good. Yeah. So fun. So... Um, the wine facility is, is you make the wine in Woodenville and your taste room is in Snohomish. It's right on the main street there? Yes, right on the main street. Um, right on it's nine oh five first street actually. Excellent. Yes. And I make the wine and uh, most of the wine is made in Monroe. It's made in Monroe. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So you've got some free labor, is that what I'm hearing? Um <laughs> from the prison. <laughs> That's not, yeah, no, no it's just not. me. It's I'm a one-woman show, so it's one just woman. me. Yeah. Congratulations. What Thank a pleasure you. to meet you. Thanks for joining me at the Holiday Wine Fest a couple weeks ago, and uh, congratulations on Kasia Kim Winery, KasiaWinery.com. Nice to be here. Fantastic. Hey, folks, um, really great Syrah. I, I tell you, it's the truth. I like that it's got uh, just enough oak to give it some texture, and uh, the tannin is, is uh, smooth and balanced. Uh, it's a very ripe wine. Oh, how much does this cost? The Syrah is $45. 45 bucks. There you mm-hmm. go. That's a great gift. So head up to Snohomish if you're in the neighborhood visiting some inmates, perhaps some other relatives. Uh, we'll stick around. i got a real cool cat coming up. Chris Zimmerman right here on Happy Hour Radio. A Northwest Original, Lars Larson, live weekdays noon to 3, Talk Radio 570, KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Hey, welcome back. It's time for round two. Hope you got something great in your glass or heading to someplace festive and fun. Um, remember to use Uber or uh, have that designated driver when you're out having time, fun times in December. And speaking of fun times, I'm here with a, a long friend, longtime friend, Chris Zimmerman, who uh, I really respect. He's got a huge knowledge, an encyclopedia knowledge of all things Italian, it seems. And uh, he's here today sharing one of his new ventures. Uh, Chris Zimmerman, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you so much. 
Christopher. It's nice to be here. It's great to be here. I know last time we were here, you brought in um, Aldo Vaca of Prudatore de Barbaresco, and we had a fantastic conversation. It really was, and uh, I'm a, just a, a dear friend and dear fan of Aldo Vaca and Prudatore de Barbaresco. I love those wines, and um, fortunately, or unfortunately, I've been addicted to <laughs> Nebbiolo for a very long time. <laughs> well, um, hopefully you got some, some tannin taste buds left, I think. Uh, those uh, those Nebbiolos can be quite, quite uh, tannic, um, but that's part of their charm after 10, 15, 20 years. So um, how long have you been in the wine biz? I have been in the wine business uh, in, in selling wine since 1985. All right. So I think that is uh, 31 years ago and I've been selling Italian wine uh, that entire time uh, for about 15 years I worked for Winebow Italian Wines in New York and I helped them develop their distribution network in America and uh, spent a lot of time with the uh, owner of Winebow and touring uh, Italy and touring the vineyards and learning uh, and then I joined Did he drive or she drive? Uh, often I was the driver. You're the driver. I was saying you can drive. Uh, there's a lot of good driving stories if we have time for that. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, I worked for a big Sicilian winery for a couple of years. Uh, spent a lot of time in Sicily, and uh, that was fun, and that was a great learning experience. And then in uh, 2001, I joined Vias Imports uh, and continued my 31 years of strictly Italian wine. Uh, I've been madly in love with the country, uh, with the people, with the customs, uh, with the traditions, and of course the food and wine for a very long time. And I think I've been to Italy uh, over 40 times. Wow. Wow. Have you traveled everywhere? Is there one of those uh, uh, states that or regions you haven't visited? Well, that's a good question. I've been all over that country. I love it. Um, I've been to Sardinia, and I've been to Sicily, and I've been to kind of every corner. I've not spent a lot of time on the Adriatic coast, on the northern Adriatic coast. I've spent time, quite a bit of time in Puglia in the south, mm -hmm. called Salento, uh, and a lot There's of There's a time. grape after that, isn't there? Uh, well, there is the... the in Salice the, de Salentino. That's exactly right. Salice Salentino, which comes from that, uh, from that region, is perhaps their most fam famous wine. Uh, but, you know, kind of in uh, Ancona and the area of Marche and uh, uh, that central coast on the Adriatic coast, I need, to, I need to explore more of that. Well, I understand it's a beautiful place. You'll find your way. It's spectacular, and the Dolomites are spectacular, and Piedmont is wonderful, and Tuscany is what everybody has in their mind's eye. So That's it's, true. Uh, I feel very lucky to have spent so much time there. So you, uh, you, you continue in this Italian vein. Um, Let's talk about this new venture. You, you've been with uh, a wine bow, of course. You worked with a Sicilian winery, and then, of course, Vi Vias Imports. What are you doing now? Well, um, about eight or so months ago, I got a call from my friends, uh, Bobby Stuckey, who's a master sommelier, and uh, his business partner and chef, Lachlan McKinnon Patterson, who owned the restaurant Frasca Food and Wine in Boulder. Uh, and they asked me if I would help them uh, build build their distribution in America of these uh, really incredible values, uh, beautiful 12 wines that they import uh, initially to sell at their restaurant in Boulder and now to sell around America. Is this um, 
this project is called Scarpetta. Now, is that a place? Is that a brand? Is that... Uh, tell me about the... So, the yeah, word. let me tell you a little bit about this. Um, scarpetta is a, is a beautiful word. Um, in Italian, the word scarpa means shoe. So perhaps scarpetta would be a slipper. But the way it's used is uh, to describe a slipper of bread which is what you use to get that little bit of sauce at the very end of your dinner <laughs> off the plate. And uh, what I heard was that Bob and Lachlan were at a restaurant in Italy and probably in Friuli, which is the northeastern region that has inspired this group of wines and inspired their restaurant uh, in Boulder. But they were at a restaurant, and the food was wonderful. And one of them was using their bread to get that last bit of sauce off the plate, and the wonderful Italian mother who cooked their dinner said, Aha! Scarpetta! And that's that little piece of bread. And generally, if you're using that little piece of bread to get the last <laughs> bite, it meant the food was, the food was great. So uh, that was the, uh, the inspiration behind the name Scarpetta. Uh, and uh, it started when uh, Bobby Stuckey and uh, Lachlan Patterson met each other while working at the French Laundry in Yountville, California, for Thomas Keller. And uh, Bobby joined Thomas Keller in, uh, in the year 2000. Mm. Uh, and uh, shortly thereafter, actually in his first year at the French Laundry, he won the James Beard Award for Outstanding Wine Service. And it was the first James Beard wow. Award won uh, by the French Laundry. And then in 2003... <laughs> he won up Thomas, huh? And then, well, in 2003, the restaurant received the James Beard Award for Outstanding Restaurant Service. But um, that was, you know, that was very exciting. Lachlan Patterson, his business partner, uh, started his cooking career in the Midwest in St. Louis. Then he moved to Paris in 1999. He studied at the... Uh, Paris, France, right? Paris, Paris, Paris <laughs> not Paris, Texas, <laughs> though there's some good cooking there, too. Uh, but uh, Paris, France, where he studied at the Ecole Grégoire Ferrandi, uh, which is the French Culinary Institute. And he worked at uh, a couple of Michelin star restaurants and apprenticed with a couple of France's greatest chefs. He came back and went to work with Thomas Keller at the French wow, Laundry. Okay. Uh, and that's where he met Bob. And uh, in 2004... Uh, which was the year that Bobby Stuckey received his uh, MS, MS or his Master Sommelier from the court of Master Sommeliers. Uh, Bob and Lachlan left the French Laundry to open up Frasca Food and Wine in Boulder, Colorado, which is perhaps Colorado's greatest restaurant, and it's inspired by the food and wine of Friuli, which is that northeastern uh, corner of Italy. Tell me about and, some uh, of the food that's, that grows in the northeastern corner of Italy, Friuli. Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's a bit off the it's a bit off the beaten path. You know, it's an area that is uh, pretty far away. Uh, it's right on the Slovenian border. Mm -hmm. uh, it is north of the uh, seaport of Trieste, which, of course, was the principal seaport of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. It was their their way out to the world. Uh, but after World War One, that became part of Italy. And so you have this incredible crossroads where Slovenia, which was the former Yugoslavia, meets 
Italy, uh, touching on Croatia with the most remarkable seafood of uh, the Adriatic mm. Sea. Uh, so certainly that plays a significant role. Uh, but then you have the Julian Alps and yeah, the, the mountains there, right? The mountains that are the natural border between Italy and Slovenia and Italy and Austria, the Carnic Alps and the Julian Alps, which is really a fascinating area climatically because some years you have climate that is influenced by the north. Some years you have the kind of prevailing winds coming over the Alps. Mm -hmm. And I think those are called the the Mistral. The Mistral, sure. And then some years you have the warm winds or the Scirocco right, from, that comes uh, from Africa right. or comes right up the Adriatic Sea. And, uh, and they meet together there at the top. Uh, so fascinating food. And I remember once being there, having dinner at a restaurant, and a friend of mine ordered the dinner in Italian. The, chef, the waiter brought the food to the table on a Ghirardon, and there was a big loaf of bread there brown, golden, warm loaf of bread, and he sliced this huge loaf of bread open, and inside the loaf of bread was a fresh ham. <laughs> wow. And we drank it with a, lo we ate it with a local wine called Tachalenge. Tachalenge? Which means to cut your tongue. Literally, it means to cut you your tongue. Acid or Good it... snappy acidity yeah. to go with a roast pork. So fun. Wow, this yeah. is a great story. I'm so glad you're here. Speaking with Chris Zimmerman, who is now, uh, you have a, a vice president. Congratulations. Not, not vice president-elect. You were already there. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, I think that uh, the nice thing about being the vice president is that you can always blame everything on the president. Uh, and you get to travel more. <laughs> Didn't the vice president get to go around the world and do all that uh, handshaking stuff, which is what uh, a salesperson does. So Scarpetta, um, perhaps uh, is based out of Boulder, Colorado. Uh, the wines are imported to where? What, so the wines are imported uh, from Italy okay. uh, into, uh, into the East Coast or our distributors around the country, and I think we're somewhere around uh, 35 distributors around the country wow. now. Wow. Uh, import the wines uh, so they can import them directly from Italy to whatever seaport is closest to Perfect. them to San Francisco. And I'm looking at six bottles of wine. So when we come back from this break, we're going to try some of these uh, beautiful Italian wines. Uh, Scarpetta is the label, um, founded by Master Sommelier Bobby Stuckey in uh, Lachlan, who's a great chef uh, from Frasca. So stick around, folks. Be right back on Happy Hour Radio. Big names, big news. Sean Hannity, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. Talk Radio 570, KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia, Christopher Chan. Hey, welcome back. Time for round three right here in Happy Hour Radio. I've got uh, my pal Chris Zimmerman, who is vice president of Scarpetta Wines. Uh, Founded by Master Sommelier Bobby Stuckey and uh, his partner Lachlan, who's a chef, and and they started a great restaurant called Frasca. Hey, Chris, um, this Frasca name sounds interesting. How did this come about? This is a beautiful word, Christopher. It's a Friulian word, and it uh, it goes back to a, a very old Friulian tradition uh, in that region, uh, in northeastern Italy, where private homes and this tradition is still carried on today where private homes open their doors uh, to travelers to feed them. 
uh, or maybe we would call them pop-up restaurants now. <laughs> but uh, the way that you know that a private home is open for business or that a private home is serving dinner is that the owners put a tree branch over the door. Uh, and that tree branch is called a frasca. Oh. And it's a symbol of welcome and a symbol of hospitality. Wow. So that's the word uh, that Bob and Lachlan chose for their restaurant uh, in, in, uh, in I Boulder, like Colorado. It. So that's a, that's a great... Um well, a great homage to the traditions of, of Italian. And another uh, really kind of wonderful uh, tradition in Friuli is when you do go into one of these uh, frascas or homes or you go into any great little restaurant or trattoria, uh, before a waiter brings you water or before a waiter brings you breadsticks, they bring you a little glass of white wine that's maybe three ounces and it is gratis it is free and it's a welcome uh, I believe in dialect it's called a tajut, tajut. spelled t-a-j-u-t uh, it's usually about three ounces of white wine just to kind of get you going just to kind of help with the with the decompression yeah calm your nerves and, soothe uh, the soul and... and to welcome you and it's a wonderful tradition uh, in Friuli and uh, Bob and Lachlan at Frosk and Boulder have continued that uh, tradition so part of the inspiration to bring these wines to America that Bob and Lachlan went to Italy and and helped make uh, was to bring some wines that they could sell at their restaurant and to have a wine that they really liked as their tajut, as their wine to, 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 to give to their customers as a little... That amuse boost kind of thing. Exactly huh? right. So fun. Well, this first wine is a white wine, and what is this? So the first wine is the wine that uh, the restaurant that Bob and Lachlan use uh, as their welcome wine. Uh, and it has, a, uh, it has a unique and Friulian name. It's called Frico spelled F-R-I-C-O, and uh, that word pertains to a particular appetizer dish that's served in the northeast of Italy, and uh, I think many people have tried this at home where you grate some Parmesan cheese, or uh, in Friuli they use Montazio cheese, uh, into a hot frying pan, and when that cheese cools, it turns into a crisp, and that crispy fried cheese is called frico. And sometimes uh, it is strictly cheese, and as I said, mostly Montazio. Sometimes it's cheese and potatoes, which it sounds like crispy fried cheese and potatoes. <laughs> what could be bad about that? Um, and it's, a, it's an appetizer that many, many restaurants uh, serve. They do a beautiful version of it at uh, Frasca in Boulder. So that's the inspiration behind these two first wines. Frico Bianco is 100% Friulian. It is 80% Chardonnay and 20% of the indigenous or autochthonous variety from the region called Friulano. Wow. It's, um, it's quite an interesting wine. It's got structure with the Chardonnay, but there's a very powdery white floral note uh, that comes off in this wine. It's, it's very perfumed and alluring. It's, um, you know, I think that this wine has really hit the mark that Bob and Lachlan have tried. You know, they... They have a motto that they strive to over-deliver in their price-quality ratio. Uh, the wines are have you know really fun, really youthful labels. 
uh, for our listeners. Uh, the labels, uh, most of them have uh, the motif of a pig on the label. And somebody said, what is the story with the pig on the label? And I said, well, one of our owners is a chef and chefs love Dig pigs. pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Dig pigs. And what's not to like? I mean, they bring us bacon. Yeah. But, funny. but that area of uh, Friuli is famous for a particular prosciutto which is called prosciutto di San Daniele. Wow. Uh, so, in you know, in Italy you have uh, perhaps the most famous... Prosciutto di Parma. ...is prosciutto di Parma from the town of Parma, where we get Parmesan cheese, which has got this wonderful, slightly earthy, meaty character. And then in Friuli, in the town of San Daniele, you have prosciutto di San Daniele, which tends to be a little more lighter in its style, a little more... Um, elegant or ethereal hmm. in its style. And so when you're in Friuli, that is typically the way you start a meal, which is with a glass of white wine and a little bit of prosciutto di San Daniele. So that's that's also why we we pay homage to the pig. Uh, <laughs> I love it. you got to get involved with Koshan 555. That should be something. <laughs> this is true. They're coming this to Seattle, true. too. Um, excellent, tasty wine. Uh, I'm thinking that's under that, uh, tw- 10, 12 bucks? Uh, yeah, this is an incredible value. The wine is very fresh. It's a 2015 vintage. It's lively. It's mouth-filling. Uh, there is no oak. It's all stainless. Just a little bit of Lee's contact. Uh, just a little bit texture. of Lee's contact. Uh, and of course, Chardonnay and Friulano, and the wine uh, has a remarkable price. It's ten dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> Love it. And you have a red to pair with that white. So yes, there's a companion wine to the Frico uh, wines, uh, which is Frico Rosso, and uh, this wine uh, comes from Tuscany. It's uh, made in the Chianti area. Uh, it's organically grown Sangiovese uh, from the Chianti area. Again, a very very easy, very light version of this wine. Uh, really easy to drink, really enjoyable. It is 90% Sangiovese and 10% Cabernet Merlot. Wow. That, uh, that, that fits the bill just perfectly. You've got the acidity from the Sangio, the nice red fruit, but you get just a little bit of the, the, the weight and texture of the Cabernet Merlot to round out the palate, give you that little dark profile. Um, no wood, all stainless steel, I imagine. A uh, little, little bit of wood aging, I think, but not not very much. But it's, it's a little tannin on the finish, but it's the, but it's it's well rounded, so it must have a little bit of uh, sandpaper, so to speak, in the in some large format or something. Um, you know, I think it has a I think it has a pretty classic Sangiovese character. It's got a little bit of that sour cherry, a little bit of that dustiness. Uh, but this is also $10.99, so this is to serve with your spaghetti. This is to serve with a pizza. Yeah. This is to enjoy with a backyard barbecue. Uh, yeah, it's good quaffer wine with got just enough of stuff to make you want another sip. Easy to like, yes. I like it. Um, and again, uh, under the, that uh, $10.99 range? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. They're, both, they're both the same price. Fantastic. Where are some of the locations you can find these uh, in grocery stores or in uh, Well, you know, it's, total really, or? it's really interesting because... Um, Bob and Lachlan are restaurateurs, and they built this little company running around the country oh. doing pop-up restaurants right. uh, and presenting the wine to their to their uh, colleagues and associates around the country. So uh, 80% of our sales in America are in restaurants, are on-premise, with only 20% uh, in retail. But we're building... We're building that um, that base. So these are wines that you can find uh, here locally in Seattle at uh, at Esquin Wine Shop, at McCarthy and Shearing. Uh, you can find them at some of the 
Thriftway cool. uh, markets. All right. So um, we've got three more wines to taste. Let's try this, this uh, second white to taste, and we'll save the last white and the red for our final segment. So tell me about this one. This looks like it's in a Chardonnay bottle. So it's in a Chardonnay bottle, and the third wine that we're tasting is the signature wine from Scarpetta. It is our 2015 Pinot Grigio. It's 100% Friulian fruit. And uh, Friuli... It's not a Star Trek planet. <laughs> no, Friuli is, again, that, that eastern, uh, that northeastern corner of Italy that borders Slovenia. And uh, tens of thousands of years ago, uh, that area was a, a seabed. That area was underwater. Uh, and the soil now has a particular name. The soil has a name called Ponca, spelled P-O-N-C-A. P-O-N-C-A. Is this is a calcareous clay? Or it's a it's a calcareous, very high, very high calcareous uh, soil. Uh, it is loaded with. As a matter of fact, I was there, and an old farmer dug his hands into the dirt, and he showed me the dirt, and he said in his broken English, "Little fish," <laughs> and he meant sea fossils. Yeah, it's loaded with sea fossils, and that ponca soil gives the white wines of Friuli their their um, personality, gives them this slight minerality, mm -hmm. this slight stony, or what I call this slight oyster shell character. I'm tasting it. Um, um, well done. It's rounded, but it has that spine of acidity, uh, which is moderate plus, and uh, it tastes like it has just a touch of residual. There's just a little bit of sweetness on it that would make me make my mouth water. Well, it's uh, it's from the 15 vintage, which was a beautiful vintage, but was also a little warm. Awesome. All right, when we come back, we're going to try two more wines from Scarpetta. My pal, Chris Zimmerman. Stick around, folks. Be right back on 570 KVI. He's back, and he's in charge. Kirby Wilbur, live and local, weekdays 9 to noon. Talk Radio 570, KVI. KVI, Want to Know Weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Hey, folks, that's me, your advanced sommelier right here in Seattle, and I'm uh, enjoying some wines from Italy from uh, Master Sommelier and uh, Executive Chef Lachlan uh, from Frasca in Boulder, Colorado. The wine is called Scarpetta, and uh, my pal Chris Zimmerman, who's the vice president of the company, is sharing the uh, the background of each of these uh, unique and delicious wines. We've tried the uh, Chardonnay Friulano blend. We've got the uh, Sangio with a touch of Cabin Merlot. We just tried the 100% Pinot Grigio from Friuli, and now we're on to a third white wine. Chris, which one is this? So this is uh, perhaps uh, Friuli's signature wine, uh, and the wine is simply called, or the grape is simply called Friulano. Uh, and in years past, or historically, uh, this is the white wine that if you walked into a nice little restaurant or a nice little bar in Friuli and said, I'd like a glass of white wine, chances are you're going to get a glass of Friulano, which had been known as Tokai Friulano, but in 2007, the European Union awarded the word Tokai to the Hungarians because of their very beautiful dessert wines. Uh, and so the Friulians simply called the wine Friulano. Uh, it's indigenous. It's not related to the ferment of Hungary. It is not related <laughs> to other uh, perhaps wines that are called Tokai. Some people feel it might be related to the French variety called Sauvignon Vert. Mm. Uh, but to me, it has some texture and some characteristics of Chardonnay uh, with a little hint and a little background of herbaceousness that you might find 
in a Sauvignon. The wine is uh, completely and utterly organic. There is no addition of any yeast, so it is just wild yeast. It's vinified in stainless steel, uh, and then at the very end goes into the big oak casks for a short time so it can decant naturally and then be bottled without filtration. Do they call those fuja or botti? Uh, they call them botti. Botti. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so it's a, it's a rich uh, uh, white wine of, of ample body and weight, but not super aromatic, more like a Chardonnay or more like a, a Pinot Blanc simply called Friulano. This is the 2014 vintage, which was a little cooler than the 15. Uh, than the the 15. So you're going to get a little more edginess to it or uh, a little more angularity, it's but a, also... It's a delicious wine with um, with subtleties. Uh, you get some of that, that Chardonnay texture-esque from, from just the taste. It feels like Chardonnay in the palate. doesn't quite have the, uh, the total apple uh, and citrus notes. This is more pear to me, and uh, um, the the acidity is bright, and it lingers, and um, this is a, a fascinating wine. It's an interesting wine that we don't often get to try, uh, and it is now my my go-to wine for Dungeness Crab. Oh, well, I'm digging that. Uh, it is the season. Hey, it's December. Um, and uh, if you want to find more about uh, Bobby Stuckey and Lachlan and Frasca, Frasca has a website. So Frasca has a website. That's the restaurant. Uh, which is the restaurant. It's just frascafoodandwine.com. Uh, and uh, right next door, so they opened Frasca in 04. And uh, right next door in, I think, 2009, they opened up their pizzeria, which is called Pizzeria Locale. Oh, yeah. Uh, which celebrates local ingredients. They had the oven uh, shipped from Naples, Italy, and installed in their restaurant. They um, share the wine cellar with Frasca. And they uh, want to take that national, too. I think they got a, quite the, the formulation there. And they are, they are taking it national. They have... Uh, they have um, uh, partnered up with a national company and are opening up uh, kind of the fast food version uh, of uh, Pizzeria Locale. Quick take They have two in Denver casual. and uh, they have two in Ohio and I think one in Kansas City. All right. right. We're going to tell them to get us butt, butt up here to Seattle. <laughs> um, all right. Final red wine of today. The final wine is a red wine. Tell me about this. So the final red wine is a Barbera. It's 100% Barbera from the Piedmont. Uh, it, too, is completely and uh, utterly organically produced and also with wild yeast. Uh, it's uh, fermented in stainless and then aged in the big boti, in the big oak barrels. There's no filtration, no fining. Um, mm. It's 100% Barbera from an appellation that we don't see very often. It's called Barbera Monferrato. It is in the Piedmont, of course. It is in the area of the Monferrato, and it's near a town called Casale Monferrato. Uh, it's made by a wonderful young winemaker whose name is Fabrizio Yuli, uh, and Bobby Stuckey works closely with Fabrizio to, to create this wine. Wow, congratulations. You've got uh, a great lineup of wines that fit many different facets and palettes. Um, I think this is the most familiar for me because the Barbera, uh, bright red fruit, good structure, and a real earthiness that uh, is complemented by the ripeness of fruit. Um, price point for the Barbera, about 35 So no, no, the Barbera and the Friulano are both uh, at about $20. What a deal. The Pinot Grigio is uh, $15. Scarpettawines.com? Uh, Scarpetta Wine 
com or froscafoodandwine.com. Wow. Chris Zimmerman, thanks so much for taking the time to share these fantastic wines. And uh, you got a, a dinner in Gig Harbor in January? We got a dinner in Gig Harbor featuring Italian dinner with Scarpetta Wines at the Morso Wine Bar. A restaurant wine bar in Got Gig it. Harbor on the 19th of January. All right, folks, when you're heading out, remember life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers! <laughs> <laughs>